0: Welcome to Vantage Point, a weekly podcast aimed to provide insight, perspective, and keys to daily living through the lens of God. We are so pleased you decided to tune in, and we hope you enjoy today's message. Now, please welcome the host of Vantage Point, Nick Ruffin. Welcome to another episode of Vantage Point. I'm your host, Nick Ruffin. I want to first take a moment to apologize in the delay of this episode and the next one that'll follow. We'll definitely get back to recording weekly messages in the next series. I want to also say thank you to everybody that's been tuning in. Uh, In the first two episodes of Leap, we had over 100 downloads, which is amazing. And most of our listeners are in the U.S., but we've even gone international and we have a few listeners in France and Ireland. And I want to just remind everybody that the platforms we're on. We have Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, and Stitcher to name a few. Make sure you subscribe, rate, send feedback. You can also follow us on Facebook at Vantage Point Podcast. It's a great way to stay connected and get more updates around the podcast and things that we're going to be talking about and also provide more feedback. I want to take time to acknowledge all the people affected by recent weather across the Midwest, specifically in Oklahoma and Illinois. I'm in the Tulsa area, and we've seen storms, tornadoes, flooding along the Arkansas River and other areas. I know my people in the Chicago area are experiencing the same thing. I want to let you know that our thoughts and prayers are with you during this time, and definitely make sure you stay safe. As we jump back into our series, I want to recap where we've been and where we would go to close it out. I mentioned earlier that the feedback on the first two episodes have been great, and my hope is that these final two episodes will bring us full circle as we continue to look at this moment in the life of Moses. In the first episode, we talked about the questions we may ask or think when God calls us to leap. We see Moses do this with God as he is instructed he will go to Pharaoh to free the Israelites. We discovered that our leap doesn't have to look the same as others. It doesn't require the approval of others, and we don't have to be ready, but we do have to be committed. In week two, we found out we don't leap alone. We continue to look at Moses and his moment with God in the book of Exodus. We see that in our responses of doubt to God, he is more focused on him being with us in those moments. He tells Moses continually, I will be with you. I will speak with you. And then at every turn, God was with Moses, which is the same thing he tells us. No matter the leap, God wants us to know that we are not in this alone. We begin to see Moses emerge as a leader and one who begins to see that his leap is bigger than himself. This week, I want to talk about how God equips us to leap. We can be focused on the call and what God said to do, which is important, and we want to stay focused on that. But we also need to be aware of the equipping that is needed to make that leap. When it comes to certain things, there's always an equipping that occurs that places us in position to leap. I think about my time serving in the, in the army and and being a soldier and knowing that if I ever entered a battlefield, I was always equipped to to step onto that platform, right? And whether that was weapons or armor or other tools, I always had the equipping that was sufficient to complete the task. In the same way, God equips Moses in two very specific ways to carry out his battle with Pharaoh. The first thing Moses is equipped with is his staff. Exodus 4-1 tells us that Moses protested again, What if they won't believe me or even listen to me? What if they say the Lord never appeared to you? The Lord asked him, What is that in your hand? Moses stated a shepherd's staff. It's interesting to me that God would use the one object that was what Moses already had. The staff was something Moses was comfortable with. It was something he used daily. For a shepherd, the staff represents power and authority could also be used as a weapon to fend off attacks to protect sheep. Sometimes we look for God to give us tools that we don't have when he can use what we already have and give it a power and authority. Let me ask you this. What do you have that God can give power and authority to? Is it your hands? Is it your voice or your ability to lead or your ability to carry out other tasks? God will always take something familiar to you and give it the power and authority to change lives. The second thing God gave Moses is Aaron. And I know what you're thinking. Why is Aaron viewed as equipping Moses? He should be in last week's message of not being alone. Well, the first thing to note is God already told Moses, as we talked about, that he would not be alone, that God stated he would be with Moses. But the way that God uses Aaron wasn't for accompaniment. It was more as a key piece in God's plan. Starting in Exodus 4.13, God gives us context into the role of Aaron. He said, but Moses pleaded again, Lord, please send someone else. Then the Lord became angry with Moses. All right, he said. What about your brother Aaron the Levite? I know he speaks well. And look, he's on his way to meet you. He will be delighted to see you. Talk to him. Put the words in his mouth. I will be with you both, and I will instruct you on what to do. Aaron will be your spokesperson to the people. He will be your mouthpiece, and you will stand in the place of God for him, telling him what to say. Again, God takes something familiar to Moses and uses it to equip him. God brings people in our lives for many different reasons. Sometimes those people serve a specific purpose beyond companionship. As you commit to leap, you may want to look at the people around you. Are they good to leap with you, or is it that time to release them? The hard truth about leaping is that not everyone you associate with can go with you, but there may be an errand in your mess. God may have a specific plan and purpose for those people that can propel your leap. The other thing I want to talk about is the gains you get from being equipped. As we follow Moses back to Egypt, he is equipped. He's got a staff, he's got Aaron, and God is with him. God ultimately gives Moses the full playbook. From the hardening of Pharaoh's heart to each of the plagues, God equips Moses with information. It reminds me of an offensive coordinator in football looking down from the coach's box and talking with the quarterback on the field. The quarterback can see, the coordinator, excuse me, can see everything before it happens. They see the defensive formations. They see if the defensive backs are cheating up. They see if the linemen are shifting. Coaches don't always reveal all the information you need in practice. Sometimes that full reveal must wait until you're in the moment of the game of the battle. Moses could not have obtained all this information had he not leaped into this moment. And during those 10 plagues that Pharaoh endured, we see a different side of Moses. And through equipping, we see three new characteristics of Moses that I believe will also be gained when we allow God to equip us prior to leaping. The first of those gains is confidence. Several times throughout the plagues, God gives Moses specific instructions. Go tell Pharaoh this, or go take your staff and do that, or tell Aaron to do this. Back in the beginning of the story, Moses always had a question or an excuse or a flat out send someone else. Not now, though. There's a, there's a different confidence that, that is built in Moses that, that the Bible shows is this. So Moses did just as the Lord commanded. There were no more what ifs or how can I. Moses did Moses did what was asked. Remember when Moses threw the staff on the ground and turned into a snake? God told him to pick it up by the tail, which is what I found not the thing to do. But God was giving Moses confidence he could overcome. It's also interesting that God told Moses he would be like a, like God to Aaron. Moses is actually the younger brother by three years. And for all the younger siblings, I, I wouldn't know. I'm the oldest. But what a confidence boost it is to a younger sibling to be told you will be like God to your older brother or sister. Another characteristic of gain is, is being bold. And when we get through the pl- to the plague of the frogs, Moses does something he hadn't exhibited to this point. As Pharaoh begged Moses and Aaron to have God take away the frogs, he said he will let them go. Moses tells Pharaoh, you set the time. You tell me when you want me to pray for you and your people. With the plague of flies, Pharaoh has another moment of you win, you win, and tell Moses they can offer sacrifices, but you must do it in the land they are in. Moses replies, this isn't right. We will be stoned if we do this here. We must go into the wilderness for three days. Pharaoh says, fine, go, but hurry and pray for me. Moses again steps into boldness and says, when I leave, I will pray for you. And tomorrow the flies will disappear. And then Moses does something that I I honestly, reading the beginning of this, wouldn't have ever thought he would do. He issues a threat to Pharaoh and says, I'm warning you. And he says, and it's not the Lord warning him. It wasn't the Lord said, it was, I am warning you. I, Moses, am warning you. Don't lie to us again and refuse to let the people go to sacrifice the Lord. This is the same Moses, the same stuttering Moses who doubted himself and now was issuing threats to the king of Egypt and Pharaoh and boldly living out his calling. The last game is endurance. And there was a level of endurance Moses needed for his leap. Most theologians say the plagues, and that's including the warnings and the time in between, lasted a total of four to five months. This was four to five months of going back to Pharaoh, four to five months of of his lies and deception, four to five months of going back to the Israelites and telling them not yet, but Moses continued to endure. There is a level of endurance we gain in being equipped to lead. Another thing to note is Moses was 80 years old when he led the people out of Egypt. And if we're honest, sometimes we can't even endure getting out of the bed to take care of kids or going to a job we think isn't serving purpose. Like Moses, we need to equip or we need to take the equipping of God, excuse me, to make our leap. It doesn't matter whether we're 20, 40 or 100, even beyond the release of God's people, there was endurance that needed that Moses needed, excuse me, for the wilderness and even the, the coming the um, further end of the story. And so in thinking about being equipped, I want to leave you with this thought. The definition of equip is to make ready. Whatever that call God has placed in you, he will equip you to fulfill it. I saw this quote by Michael Youssef, and it sums up this lesson so well. Whenever God calls us to a task, he will equip us and enable us to complete that task. Moses was equipped to free God's people, even if he didn't see it right away. There are moments that God has called us to leap, and we feel like we don't have the ability to fulfill it. I love how God uses the least of people and then equips them to carry out what he called us to do. If we could do it in our own power, we wouldn't need him. But God will provide everything we need in the moment we need it to carry out the task that he's given us to do. Thank you for joining us today. We hope you enjoyed today's message. Get connected by following us on Facebook at Vantage Point Podcast. Have a question or want to give feedback? click the send email button to share your thoughts with Nick. We'll see you next week on Vantage Point.